Hey guys, it's the Recovery Journey. Uh, my name is Maria, and as we're waiting for episode two's technical difficulties to be figured out, I just wanted to um, have a quick little segment about behavior modification and um, what that means, what that is, just to kind of explain. I mentioned it briefly in episode one, and since then I've gotten a couple questions about that. Um, so for all my people that are not in the psych world um, who probably would know about it, uh, this is more for the people that are not as active in the psych world and, and, uh, just are curious to know more things. So that's kind of why this podcast exists is to advocate and to educate, um, people who are not always, um, aware of the psych world, I guess. So, um, so behavior modification is really when you change one behavior for a different behavior, but you're not actually changing like the heart behind it or the mind behind it or the thought behind it. And therefore you're just going to continue to be in a realm of addiction or eating disorder or whatever behaviors instead of actually fixing the root cause of the problem. So it would be like if you had a leaky faucet and you just put duct tape over it instead of like going underneath and actually finding out why it was leaking. Um, eventually you're going to have another problem, right? Or you're going to return to that same problem. Um, so that's kind of what behavior modification is when you're not actually figuring out what's causing the behavior. And so this is very, very, um, like normal, I would say for the beginning of recovery, I think it's good to get distance from behaviors. It's good to like try to stop and count how long it's been since your last behavior or whatever. And all of, all of that is important. Um, but what's even more important is figuring out why the behaviors were there in the first place and what was driving you to, to do those behaviors. So, um, there's definitely a time and place for working on the surface level behavior, um, and get and getting yourself to stop. Because if you don't, then you can't really work on what's beneath, right? But you have to also look at what's underneath. And so oftentimes with eating disorders, there's trauma or some sort of attachment, uh, injury. So whether that's uh, when you were, when they were younger and it was with their parents, a sibling, or a spouse, or you know losing a child or something like that, usually there's some sort of attachment injury that I've that I've seen. Um, and so for me, I think I was like in um, I remember exactly where I was when it first clicked about behavior modification in my own life. I was at my friend Christie's uh, during a Sunday morning small group that I was in, and I was talking about um, really struggling with the eating disorder, and the self-harm had stopped for a while, and then I was trying to get a hold of the reins and the eating disorder, and then all of a sudden, self-harm came back up, and I, like, for a long time, couldn't figure out, like, why can't I just, like, get a handle on both of them? Well, because when I was stopping the self-harm, and the eating disorder was coming in, I was still acting on behaviors. Um, sure, I wasn't self-harming anymore, but I was still acting on behavior. So I didn't ever really, like, look at this is why this is happening or this is what I'm feeling when I'm getting an urge to do that. And what do I really need when that urge comes up? So when I'm able to stop now and and think, okay, like I'm feeling, you know, I have this urge to restrict. Well, why do I want to restrict? Is it because I feel alone? Is it because I feel, you know, bad on my body? Is it something trauma related? And then once I'm able to identify the underlying cause, I'm able to 
identify what my body actually needs. And that is how you begin to change the neurotransmitters in your brain. Um, and then eventually the goal would be to where those urges are either not, not coming or if they're still coming a lot easier to, um, not listen to, I guess. And your, your first response would be, Hey, I need to do some self care or I need to spend some time alone or I need to call a friend or whatever your coping skill is. Um, so the feelings and thoughts behind the behaviors is really honestly what I'm more, um, concerned about. Like if, if you've ever been in conversation with me and you've told me about a struggle, about a behavior, most oftentimes I'm, I will ask, what is behind that? Like, what is actually coming up? Or, you know, and, and that could be anything. That could be, you know, I went out and spent way too much money at the store and I wasn't even planning on buying half of this, but now I feel better. Well, where is that coming from? Why did you feel the urge to need to do that? Like, what are you actually feeling? And was buying a bunch of stuff at the store what you actually needed? Because if not, then there's going to come up another time when you feel that way and you're going to do the same thing and it's never actually going to resolve the issue. Um, so that's why it's important to really understand the root cause because you're never actually like fixing the issue. It's a temporary band-aid, the behaviors are, um, and it might feel good for five, ten minutes, but then that other feeling will continue to come back and you're going to continue to feel out of sorts or whatever and urges and all of that. So I would say, um, if you are trying to think about like the behaviors in your life and maybe what would be causing them, or even if you know, but you haven't ever talked about them or processed them, I would definitely recommend getting a therapist or a counselor, um, somebody in your life that you can, um, kind of slow things down and talk and process through these things. Um, and it doesn't have to be huge behaviors. I mean, it can be everyday life behaviors that, you know, if you're trying to save money and you're struggling with it, like, you know, maybe that's something you need to look at or, um, you know, with the, with different behaviors as far as like addiction, alcohol, whatever, um, what's driving those behaviors? Is it because you, it's actually something you enjoy? Do you actually like going out and drinking with friends or is it something where you're getting drunk every, you know, Friday night or whatever. And that's a big struggle for you. Um, and is it something where you're just trying to not feel something else, not feel something bigger, not feel alone, not feel, you know, missed by your spouse or whatever. So I just, I'm always into, um, looking at the thoughts behind our behaviors. I think it's a huge, you know, I'm a firm believer that we do everything we do for a reason. Um, we make decisions and things based on our past and, um, which is smart. I think it's very, you know, that's our brain being intelligent and not doing things that, um, you know, multiple times that would hurt us or whatever. However, with addiction and eating disorder and self-harm and stuff, um, it obviously is creating an issue, right? But, but our brain knows that that is how we survived before. That is what was safe before. And so, um, it's, we've got to teach our brain that like, okay, that might have helped me in the past numb out from trauma or whatever, but now I need something completely different and I need more support 
trying to figure out what I actually need. And I'm old enough and big enough and safe enough now that that is okay to figure out. Um, and so that is really hard to teach your brain. And, and that, that to me is recovery is, is changing those neural pathways, working hard, being intentional with what I'm feeling in my body and, um, continuing to figure out, you know, what I'm needing when those urges come up instead of just acting on the, on the urges or the behaviors or whatever. Um, so I think that's going to be it for this quick little segment. I don't know that I'm going to call this episode two just because, um, my friend Joe and I, the guests on the other, on the next episode is, um, that's still going to be episode two. Um, this is just a quick little segment on body modification. Don't do body modification. (laughs) Do behavior modification. Don't, don't do either. Actually, modification is not actually fixing anything. We want to just change the heart behind things. So, um, but all of that to say, I don't think we're going to make this episode two. I think this is just going to be a little quick little blurb. Um, And if you've listened, thank you so much for listening. And we will see you hopefully later today with episode two. Have a great day, guys. (laughs) 